welcome to another Emerging Tech Talks with me, Dominic White. Today, we're entering the world of sex tech, and I have the pleasure of sharing the mic with Laura Hallett, who is the founder and designer of the OC Sex product. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, Donovan. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Not only is this our first sex, sex tech podcast, it's also our first international podcast, as you're in the US, aren't you, Laura? Woo-hoo! Yes, I am. We're actually in uh, we're in Oregon, out in Central Oregon, in Bend. And and what time is it there? Uh, it is one in the afternoon. And it's sunny, I assume. It's uh, it's actually cloudy now. It was sunny <laughs> a little earlier, but um, it's getting it's starting to warm up. Oh, lovely, lovely. Well, listen, let's 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 get down to business. You and the OC products have become famous <laughs> for your association, <laughs> very, very famous and infamous for the, for the association with the Consumer Electronic Awards. I wonder if you can just share the story of, of what happened with that whole debacle with, the, um, with our listeners for us. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's uh, to, to make it short and sweet, we, we had applied for a, uh, an award in robotics and drones in their honoree, uh, as an honoree at the Consumer Electronics Show for 2019, and we got it because the product that, we're, that we've created is uh, micro-robotic. Um, and yes, it is, a, it is a sex tech product. So about a month later, when they discovered that you actually put it in a vagina, that, they, they freaked out a little bit and they, they tried to rescind our award. Um, and they actually, they called it a number of things, immoral, indecent, obscene, uh, even profane. And uh, we fought back. So uh, it ended up, uh, we, we pointed out the, the, the gender bias around rescinding this award, the, um, how capricious and arbitrary the decision was. And they, they stood their ground and um, said, you know, you know, there was just, there was a misunderstanding. You should have never gotten the award in the first place. So we continued to fight back uh, and said, you know, you've got products that are geared towards male sexuality. There is actually a VR company that does porn there on the floor. Um, And there was actually a a robot there last year that uh, did an interview that also does sexual favors for men. So uh, we found that a little bit curious. And uh, at the end of the day, they told us that they were going to still take our award away. They were and that we were being banned from the show. And Oregon State University, that we have a partnership with, even sent them a, a letter imploring them to not rescind the award and to not make that decision because we'd made the, the product uh, in partnership with Oregon State, who is also one of the top four robotics graduate programs in the country. So uh, they, never, they never responded after that. And, 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 and I suppose, how has that, how has that affected or, you know, your thinking around, you know, the position of the business or the strategy of the business? What, what's, what, what's that, what's that made you feel like? Well, um, a lot of people seem to think that this, that we were very lucky that, uh, you know, that this turned out the way that it did. Um, and I will be very frank with you. It has nothing to do with luck. It had everything to do with strategy and planning. We planned every moment of that. And um, we did expect to get quite a bit of exposure uh, in the press around this, but we didn't really realize how much we would get. And it it turned out to be a lot. And it made us really realize that there's a lot of support 
for not just a product that speaks to physiologically appropriate sexual toys for people with vaginas, but there's a lot of support for and and advocacy for gender parity and for gender equality within tech and business and across other like multiple industries. And we realize that there is a huge systemic issue uh, around gender equality and gender equity within the tech industry, among other industries. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's systemic. We've been dealing with, um, you know, women just not be take, not being taken seriously. So it's actually helped us to create a very stringent social mission that is rooted in uh, creating gender equity, really taking a good look at education and women's sexual health and wellness and advocacy for the LGBTQ communities. And we've wrapped that up into our big social mission and we're putting that on equal footing with profitability. And we're, we're, we're very gung-ho about that. We're, we're aiming to make some serious change. Um, and, and we're not just going to talk about it. We actually want to see change within policy across the industry. That's fantastic news. I I think you're absolutely right when you said you're not just going to talk about it. I think there's a lot of, there is a lot of noise at the moment around not just gender equality, but all equality, especially in, in tech. I mean, some of those, some of those institutions where they are, where the demographic is, has, has been limited for so, so long. Yes. And the demographic has been, cho- been been controlled by a few. So, you know, kudos to you for actually saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to make this part of our social mission and, and, and give it parity with, with some of those more obvious commercial objectives that people have to think about. So well done to you yes. guys. Well, so, so, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit about um, about the actual product itself, how it came to be, <laughs> and 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 why it's so amazing. Um, well, it it actually started with my own orgasm. Um, it uh, I had a, a blended orgasm when I was about twenty eight, and it it literally it's so intense it actually knocked me off the bed, and I just laid there on the floor and kept thinking, <laughs> how do I do that again? <laughs> and um, so I, I, I actually started, and, and I have a background in healthcare. Um, so I actually was really interested in the physiology of, of erogenous zones. And I wanted to figure out exactly how to do this. So when you, when you create that, that blended orgasm, you're actually stimulating the clitoris, that little bit that you do see on the outside of the vulva. And the G-spot or the Grafenberg spot, which is actually a part of of the clitoris. It's made up of the same erogenous tissue. And it's actually, it's the clitoris is much bigger than, than that little tiny piece that you do see the, the glands clitoris. So when you stimulate the glands clitoris and you stimulate the G spot, that's also associated with the clitoris, you create this really intense blended orgasm. And what I wanted to do was create a product that could actually do that because when I looked at the market, I realized there, there's really, there's no product that does this for one. And the only way you can do this now is if you have two really specific, specific toys and some really, really serious know-how about your own physiology and exactly how to do it. Or if you have a really talented partner and those are really hard to come by. (laughs) So, uh, I, I wanted to create something that could not just fit me, but fit multiple people. And to do that, I actually had to go collect data and ask people about their vaginas and ask them, where is this on you? Where is your clitoris? Where is your, your G spot? Like actually have to, because that data did not exist. Um, which is also part of the reason that's also on our social mission, because we realized 
there's so little education within the sexual space, especially where females are concerned. And we don't talk about it and we need to talk about it. So I started collecting that data and I created a design that could actually could actually flex, conform and be customizable by the user so that it fits everyone so that it would actually become hands free. Yeah. And we've eliminated the use of vibration in favor of biomimicry or the mimicry of human motions and the sensations you get with a human partner. So it actually feels the experience, the whole experience feels like you're with a human partner. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, you've got this, you've got this fantastic product there now and, and it's there, but just, you know, there are, there are so many moral and legal and, and gender bias challenges as, we, as we've already discussed in the sex industry. But apart from the issues with the CES, what other issues did you face when trying to develop and get funding for the products? Well, we, we found that it was a little hard for some people to swallow. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, it, the, the idea is, um, I mean, if it's sexual in nature, part of our part of our mission is to also destigmatize the conversation around sex and sex toys and masturbation and, and sexuality and gender. Um, to us, gender is fluid and we wholly embrace our sexuality and our own personal pleasure. So... Um, I think the way that I talk about it makes it a little bit easier for people to grasp and kind of removes that stigma a little bit because I'm so frank about it. But some people, it's just um, it's just never really going to be that easy. And that's that's why it's part of our mission. But we we ended up going um, in a direction that's a little bit different than some companies. We actually created a separate vehicle for angel investors to invest in. Uh, through a limited partnership that we've created that allows uh, them to invest capital gains. And in the U.S., we actually created a law about a little over a year ago called the Opportunity Zone Law. Um, So those investors can actually invest into that vehicle. And if they use cap gains, they can actually pull that out in 10 years with no taxation whatsoever. So that was a good incentive for for angel investors, but we haven't gone the VC route um, yet because we've been able to find the right people for the right amount of money and the right deal that are okay with investing in an unapologetically feminist sex tech brand. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, and what you mentioned earlier on around the position of this and you found it very easy to 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 talk about it and you're quite frank about it are you are you you comfortable with it being positioned as sex tech or do you think there is room to broaden the the appeal and the category by by using wellness and health and other oh yeah um we are we are absolutely gunning to broaden this we want this to go mainstream we 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 have been to a couple of the 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 sex tech or uh sex toy shows but i i definitely want this to be in a mainstream space because like i said earlier like it's that's part of destigmatizing um the view and the conversation around sexuality um the fact is everybody does it everybody enjoys it but everybody is shameful about it and uh we want to eliminate that shame there's nothing wrong with it so I, yeah, I, I foresee this. And I know that there it's actually, you can find products like this in Germany in drug stores and grocery stores. So 
yeah, I want this to go mainstream. It is sex tech, but we have created technology that is and can be used outside of this space. And we will continue to do so. And we are looking at creating uh, more tech that is in more in the health and wellness. But to be quite frank, orgasms are good for you. They are part of, of, of health and wellness. I mean, they yeah. do everything from, from literally relieving headaches and combating stress to literally feelings of elation and, and releasing hormones that are good for your body. Yeah, yeah, and I, what I do like about your your website, which I spent some time on today, which I think is very good, is is that you have um, educational and authoritative um, people on there, you know, um, which which I think really adds that that credibility that, that this is yeah. mainstream, this is wellness, this is about health. I think that's a really important part of it. That's a very very good. Thing. I'd like to just ask you a little bit about how did how does your career in the navy affect your views on gender and equality? Did that did that play any part in it? And what sort of experiences did you have there? Well, I was only I was in for a very short time, and I was um, I was actually a midshipman. I went into the navy as um, uh, on a full ride scholarship as a nurse nurse officer, and uh, came out on an honorable discharge shortly thereafter but it was definitely one hell of an experience um it's 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 quite a bit of culture shock because i grew up in a very open-minded family and we talked about all of these things we talked about sex we talked about religion and we talked about and my parents always gave me the opportunity they they put everything on the table and said go study it yourself here's all the material here's everything you need to know make your decisions for yourself or your own person and they were always a wonderful resource so there was never there was never any shame around sexuality but when i was a midshipman and i was at school one of our our staff sergeants we were on a army ranking system one of our staff staff sergeants actually pulled all of the females in our company together and put us all in a room together and we thought we were in trouble at first but uh you know, she, she gets us all, sits us all down and says, you have a decision to make about your career in the military and you have two choices and you have to choose one or the other. There's no way around it. And we're just like, what is this about? And she said, you're either going to be a, a bitch or you're going to be a slut. Pick one. And, and we said, why? Why, is, why do we have to pick bitch or slut? That doesn't make any sense. And she said, basically, if you, if you say no to a man, you turn somebody down, you, you don't have sex with someone, you stand up for yourself, then you're a bitch. But if you sleep with one person, you go out with one person, you kiss one person, then you're automatically labeled a slut. So pick one. And that just blew my mind. Because if you're, if you're male in that space, you can go out and you can bang 20 women and you're a stud. But um, apparently it was this way for females. And, and it's not just the Navy. It's, it's, it's the military in, on whole, in, uh, in general that I, I found this to be, especially if you're in the enlisted space. But it's, it's society in general. I mean, we, we have this, this crazy Madonna whore complex. I mean, we're shaming companies for using women's sexuality to sell their products that have nothing to do with sexuality, but we're also demonizing female sexuality at the same time. So it's this Madonna whore complex where it's okay for us to be sexual when it suits men, but we absolutely have to be chaste and proper when they demand to not be distracted. So we're we're tied up in, in the sexual appeal of men, no matter how you slice it, but we're not actually invited to the table to talk about it. And 
we're not invited to the table on boards, on at the top end of companies, on at the director level, at the uh, at the board level, at the C-suite level, to make decisions about the products that we use. And and that's something that we're definitely aiming to change. I want to see a hell of a lot more a lot more equity in those spaces because when you have one type of person, when you have a straight white cis male making decisions about those products and that person is hiring. I mean, we, we have, we have, uh, human beings have homophily. It's, it's the tendency to really seek out the people that are similar and look like us. So when you have those kinds of people at the top, they're going to continue to hire people that look like them, that think like them and that talk like them. And when you have, and then you end up with a whole boardroom full of people that all look the same, that all talk the same. And it doesn't matter if you're if you're a white straight cis male. It, it's all one kind of person should not be making decisions for everyone else. We need so much more diversity, and we need to be creating safe spaces for those people to all sit down at the table together and feel comfortable, feel safe, and be able to make products that are truly diverse that actually speak to a much wider demographic of human beings. And that's when you're going to start seeing a lot more money rolling in. You're going to see a, see a much happier customer. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And you've made some, some really important points there. And, 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 and clearly it, it goes beyond just sexuality. This, you know, inclusion goes, goes across a number of different, um, you know, forms of that. I think, I think they should, you know, all should be included and, and considered, but, but I'd, I'd like, I'd like to think though, Laura, that we are going in the right direction, albeit slowly. Yeah. We do it much quicker. I, I would, you know, me too. And, and everything else that's going on, I'd like to think that we're moving in the right direction. I think. So, so, so just move, moving on from that, this, you know, the industry is exploding at the moment. The sex tech industry is exploding with VR, AI, and your own contribution with microrobotics. Apart from those, say, what, 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 what are, what are your most exciting? sex tech insights and, and and products and services or anything that you, you think is happening? What, what, what do you think? Well, um, the one thing I'm, I'm really excited about right now is, well, we do actually have three more products that we are getting ready to fire right after we release Osei this fall. Great news. Great news. Um, Next question. Yeah. <laughs> So it's 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 within the same the same area the same genre. Um, we're we're talking about uh, products that are just clitoral stimulation products that can be used for clitoral stimulation and G spot stimulation during uh, intercourse and products for additional stimulation all over the body. Um, we're also really looking to dig into um, creating a developer's toolkit for VR. So there is no product out there that can be used as a haptic platform for people with vaginas having a sexual ex- VR experience. So we're aiming to be one of the first companies that can actually develop that toolkit so you can use it with VR. Um, and that, that I'm really excited about because I think that that's definitely a great space for VR to be is to have that kind of interactive um, experience. I mean, if you have a long distance relationship or if you want to explore your own sexuality in a very safe space, um, this is a good way to approach that. We're also looking at developing um, a couple of products or in the uh, LGBTQ and, and particularly in the uh, the trans space for trans folks. And 
So we're talking about actually creating products that help those people that haven't had like uh, a bottom or a top surgery, they'll actually be able to have, um, we're, we're looking at commercializing soft robotic to be able to make it so that they can have those sexual parts. Like actually, like if somebody is a trans male and they, they want um, to have a penis, like we're looking at developing something that they could actually wear comfortably all day long. So it's, it's, I, I love that idea. Exciting! Some really, really exciting stuff. And it's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just, I just really, really hope think this is definitely something that should be mainstream, and as you said, should should be open and discussed. And it's amazing that technology is, you know, is is helping and, and supporting this. And, and thank you so, so much for sharing some time with me today. Really, really appreciate yeah. it as well. By the way, which is great. <laughs> um, so one of one of one of my team asked asked you know could I could I could you please ask Laura if it's possible for us to get a discount? Um, <laughs> so I, would, so I so I'd definitely ask her if, if anyone listens to the podcast. Um, I'm get a discount, Laura. We we might well, well, well what we're doing right now is um, we should be doing a pre-release um, a, a pre-sale for um, a pre-launch sale. Because uh, we're going to be doing the launch in fall, but if you go to the Lori DeCarlo website, then and sign up for our newsletter, that will put you on uh, to be one of the first people that will be notified about the pre-launch sale. So um, that should be shooting off in about probably in summertime. I've actually got a team over in China right now, and they're working with our manufacturers. So, uh, but if you get on that list, then uh, we're working on a on a on a gift that comes along with that with the presale. Super, thank you. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll spread the word. <laughs> thank you. This has been another Emerging Tech podcast with Mad for Digital. Myself, Don White. Thank you very much, Laura Haddock, for your time today. Really appreciate it, and hopefully, we'll get you back in maybe twelve months to see how things are going and 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 talk about some of your new products. Absolutely. Really appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Donovan. Um, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. Good luck.